Hey guys, on this Sam Mays podcast, I sat down at Brent's Cajun Seafood with former Sooner greats Rubens Alexander and Wes Sims. We discussed Perry Ron Winfrey's big senior bowl week, why the Grinch Speed D couldn't cut it, and Caleb Williams' new NIL deals, and more. Thanks for listening. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family-owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America, with the motto, come join the family. And when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one, and I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010, or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sam Mays podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's of Kingfisher, come join the family. Interested in a truly one-of-a-kind home in a well-established neighborhood? You've got to check out this listing at Broyles Real Estate Group just blocks away from the Western District. This fully renovated three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath home has left nothing untouched. With all-new sheetrock, paint, fixtures, refinished hardwood floors, open kitchen that's perfect for entertaining, and large windows throughout for tons of natural lighting. The third bedroom has its own private entrance and bathroom, perfect for those who wish to work from home, have a studio, or just need a little extra privacy. There's a large laundry room with gorgeous coral cabinets, a cozy fireplace in the large master with a walk-in closet, designer bathroom, and large patio doors to your new backyard. This Broyles Real Estate Group property is a must-see, so check it out for yourself. Look for the link in the description of the podcast. Buying a home is an overwhelming process. Wouldn't you rather work with a lender you know and trust? West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage can cover all your residential home loan needs from conventional FHA, VA, USDA, RD to down payment assistant loans and more. With low rates and one low flat rate origination fee, you can depend on the full transparency you need. Get pre-approved for your future today. Call or text 405-314-6276 or fill out your application at westsims.zipforhome.com. Experience the home team advantage. West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage. Let out the beast. Let him out. Let him out. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today on the Sam Mays Podcast, we've got Mr. Rupus Alexander, former Oklahoma great linebacker. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, man. And uh, the man, the myth, the legend, one of my dear friends, Mr. Wes Sims. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Wes, also former Oklahoma great offensive lineman. We all played around the same area era in the early 2000s. And uh, you'll catch us every once in a while together on this podcast hanging out. And I called Rupus yesterday, and I'm like, man, we've we got to talk. We've got to get on the pod. We've got to uh, discuss Perry on Winfrey and the job that he did in the Senior Bowl. And then you, you look at social media, and you realize how many fans out there just really don't understand um, the defense defense is much harder to understand than, than offense it is, right? It just right. – you don't necessarily – not the average fan doesn't necessarily know what defense they're looking at or what, how it's supposed to operate. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things and maybe bring to light on why Winfrey has looked the way that he has looked in a more traditional defensive setting that he was in at the Senior Bowl. I want to kind of take a step backwards, though, and, and kind of remind people because I've also gotten a lot of flack for um, ripping Alex Grinch's defense when – uh, because back back five years ago, we were all loved it. And I'm like, y'all yeah. need to remember where Oklahoma was at at this point. right? Yeah. We're coming off of a Rose Bowl triple, where the defense wasn't a part digits. of it. Yes. 100 and what, 17 or 18. It was literally one of the worst defenses statistically yeah. in the league. Nowhere yeah. to go. Yeah. And so when Grinch comes in he from Mount, a Mount Union guy, he brings in an effort-based defense that you can basically take anywhere in the country and implement and have success. It's right. like the Mike yeah. Leach version of defense. Mike Leach's Shut offense on. is the exact same thing. You take it to the – give it to the masses, and they're going to succeed. Oklahoma succeeded tremendously in the tune-up going from the 117th or 18th-ranked defense in the league to in the top 40. Of course we're celebrating that. Yeah. But after year number one, <clears throat> what happens next? Right, and that's and that was my thing when I, I – I said, you know, the slanting and all that stuff, that's all cool. You know, it's a good change-up to nobody seeing it of what's happening, what's going on. And even we even said in sitting here, I think that was the same year that they ended up losing to K-State because K-State had a really good defense, a really good offensive line. And me and Sam, I remember me and Sam sitting there talking about it and saying, they're just going to let them go by and they're going to go ahead and 
use their momentum and play off of it, that's what a good offensive line is going to do. So at some point, they're going to get used to what they're doing. And then, that, then you got to make the adjustment. But at the end of the day, I've always said, you have to go back to being Oklahoma. You have to go back to saying, well, my dude is better than your dude. I'm going to play simple football and put Dusty in a one, put Tommy in a three, and put Dan Cote on the outside with J.J. and said, hey, beat us. Win some matchups. And, I mean, you gotta, it got to be where, where you could win matchups one-on-one and somebody, the offensive line, have to account for one guy up front. Right. If the offensive line have to account for one guy, it frees up another guy. That's, that was my cue whenever I played with, like, if I'm going to talk about it, when I played with Dusty, I would cheat away from Dusty because I know we wasn't I didn't I know where the weakness was away from him and I knew I had three seconds to get here and I have maybe one second to get over here because of how good he was and if they blocked Dusty for less than two seconds, he was in the backfield and the run game is done. So it's gonna come back back to me no matter what. So I had time to go from one side to the next. You didn't have that with OU's defense. All you did was just guys slant, move left, move right. They single block most of the time. Any go watch any of the games. They single blocked everybody every time. Yeah, right. that's, that's tough football. Yes, good football for an offensive lineman. Tough football for a defensive lineman, linebacker, safety. And I watched K State do that to him with Buki. They said I will not count Buki in the run game. He's going to have to go make a tackle. Yep. And I would let a safety go make a tackle all day long. Yep. It's you know as far as offensive linemen are concerned. Uh, the slants and those twists and all that defensive line movement is a nice change of pace for a defense when you're throwing it in there randomly, you know, yeah. when we're not expecting it. But if you tell Wes and I, as a tackle and a guard, that a team is going to slant 50% of the time, oh, we're yeah. going to sit in the meeting room and look at each other and think we're going to absolutely annihilate yeah. them. Like there we're is no hit a lot of home runs. Absolutely, today. because there's off chance that you slant into the play, we're still going to block you. Yeah. But when you slant away from the play, you're looking at a guy about Rufus's size who's thinking, how did these 320 pound dudes get up here unscathed? Yeah. No one has touched them at we're all. We're just going to run a zone, and yes. it's going to work itself out. That's yeah. exactly right. A few of the guys are going to eliminate themselves <laughs> if they go the wrong way. That's exactly it's right. Just, it's it's just football one-on-one. It, it, as long as you trust. Now, now, the game has changed since we played. You know, I, I would say we probably at most had, what, three-foot splits at our widest you know, maybe yeah. three foot splits, and that's when you're in the inside zone. Now you see these dudes with four and a half, five foot splits, and they really have put themselves on some individual islands, which allows guys like Paragon Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, some of these speed guys to really hit those gaps and make it difficult on them. But what we would have done is go to about a six but, inch split. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, but take still. those gaps away and then make you work against Sweet. two of them. Those, those, those guys did that though. They they shortened their splits back down to pick them off. Right. You go back, watch the Baylor game, watch the K State game, watch the Iowa State game, watch the o, uh, the OSU game. That's what it was. I mean, they just passed guys off, boom, boom, boom. And OSU's offensive line wasn't the greatest offensive line, and they were able to pass things off and continue to run. The, just be consistent in what you're doing. And they had a game plan. And I just – I watch OU football and I watch the defense, and Perrion Winfrey was an absolute stud. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a stud. You look at Nick Benito, who's also a matchup stud for any, any tackle. Right. But they moved guys and dropped guys, and they had Isaiah Thomas playing a tackle, a defensive – like a tackle defensive end over a 300-pounder straight up, straight up and down. He's not built for that. Right. Yeah. He is an edge rusher. He's a, he- he's a heavy-handed edge rusher, and that's when he had his most success the year prior, whenever he was mainly an edge rusher. And this year, you don't, you don't use the – what's the kid? They had the other Juco kid. I think it was Edison kid. That was the other kid that, that could play. You had the co-kid. You also had the Kelly kid. So you had all those guys, that other guys that can play a one R three with Winfrey right there in the middle. You also had the Stokes kid that didn't even play this past year. Didn't even yeah. play, yeah. So you had all those interior guys that you didn't even use, and you had – really talented edge rushers with Isaiah Thomas and Nick Benito that they missed a golden opportunity to do things. And I don't say Redmond because I think Redmond is a, a tweener to, from a DN to a, for, to a three technique when you want to put another rusher out there and let him come off the ball. But he's another guy I'll play at a defensive end because he's fast and heavy-handed. Got a very yeah. good quick twitch with him. And they didn't even use it. Oh, they went to this gimmick stuff. And you had a safeties coach trying to have the ball funneled to safeties. The guys, look at the vocal point of the team and who had the most tackles. Right. It was Turner Yale, uh, and, and it was Pat Fields. Everything yep. funneled towards those guys. 
And then when, if things are not funneling to linebackers up front and those guys have to make a lot of tackles in the run game, shit, it's going to be a long season. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're called safeties for a reason. You don't want to <laughs> right. make that your primary tackler. Accurate. I, mean, I, I don't know how else to explain that. I, I mean, think that um, – and the, when you talk about the individual too, you know, I think that, once again, Alex Grinch is a Mount Union kid. Like, that's a college that's, I don't know, probably an hour from my hometown. Yeah. They play blue-collar – Football. It's about the team, and we're proud of Mount Union and the way that they play football up there. A bunch of Northeastern Ohio kids get it done at a high level, but it's based off of the team at concept first. And when you look at teams like Oklahoma and Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama, there is a specialty type of player there, you know, that's going to the league. Yeah. That you're 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 bringing those guys in because of their individual talents and the the, the creators that they are. You're right? building the damn defense around them. That's yes. exactly right. I mean, so you don't want to stifle those dudes and and not let them be creators. Creative. Yeah, you're not giving up 70, 80 pounds per lineman, which is probably what that defense is made for. Right. I mean, Army should run that defense. Exactly. You know what I mean? Navy runs a defense like that. Yeah. Or teams that don't have a like if you Tulsa could run a defense like that. Like I get, the, I understand why that defense was so effective when he got to Oklahoma because Lord knows they needed that change. There's no they doubt. The, they needed the effort change. They needed yeah. the effort change, but they did not, it did not boost the players that needed to be boosted. And you can tell in their win, like winning percentages, right? So you're looking at Benito's pass rush win percentage was absurd, boys. It was like 60 70%. How are you winning on pass rushes at that level and got no sacks? What? What does that even mean? You know what I mean? Same thing with Perry on Winfrey. Yes. Winning all the time at the line of scrimmage, but no statistics to back it up. That's that defense that's preventing them from getting to finishing the play. Mm-hmm. Right? It's preventing from finishing the play. And it's a problem. And they had to get they had to make that change. There's no doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, we all knew that before we went to the SEC, we were going to have to do something about this defense. I mean, either way. And with the offense, we're – we're going to have to run the ball more. I mean, it is what it is. You're going to need big, more physical, bigger but, physical players and mentality. Yeah, speed, like the, the whole concept behind the speed. Everybody fell for that shit. I didn't. I said it. When I watched you it. You said it day one. I said I'll it day stand one. here and say, and say it. You hey, said hey, day hey, one. Look, y'all, everybody want to fall for this speed D shit. This is not it. We call them the angry man. We said <laughs> all the things. I was like, why are you like this? Look how much better they're playing. Because, look, I mean, they were significantly better. Yeah. Like, because what he did in one year we with that group. Last anymore. It's right. not sound. It wasn't right. sound. Everything about it wasn't sound. And any good team will figure that out. Any team with any like anybody that has a offensive line that had anything worth of a brain, you sat here and told me why what other teams gonna do. And when they the day before they played against K State, I'm like, shit, K State about to go ahead and pass these boys off. Inch split, move down the 100%. line, and they moved down the line, and it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. And I mean, I'm an OU fan, and I'm sitting there watching K State offensive line just pummel them. And over and over and over again, just moving them off the line, just going down the line, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you slanting this way? Oh, I'm a preset. I'm a preset hit you. Snap, clap my hands. Oh, fake look. Oh, guy leaned a little bit to the right. Well, they slanting right. Like they would, like the offensive line. You tipping your hand. Right. Yeah. And whenever they see you leaning a certain way, then the offensive lineman know once you get tired in the game and you start leaning the way you're oh, gonna go. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. It's, it's like, yeah. like stance sh- changes the whole nine yards. Like Shaq said, yeah. you got all your chicken. weight down on <laughs> oh, yeah. third and long, but no other play. And I hated the play where they would shift before and had everybody to one side and had one long defensive end over here. And I'm like, the hell y'all doing? Y'all gonna leave this? Linebacker right here when they're going to take the tight end, come back across, kick out the defensive end, and they're going to leave a guard and a tackle to hit a 200-some-pound guy. Right. I say, what? Who made that up? Who right. thought about that? Yeah. I'm going to run away from all the big dudes, and I'm going to send my two big guys go and hit the little guy. Yeah, I would say that linebackers and interior defensive linemen struggle the most uh, in this defense. And when you look at Oklahoma's premier athletes, I would say linebackers and interior defensive linemen <laughs> is probably where they had the most talent, really, as yes. far as just yeah. physical talent. And, uh, you know, the Alex defense definitely stifled some of that. I'll be curious to see what – now, Tim, tell me tell – Tim's me. a hell of a recruiter because he had some very talented guys that was there. He had some dudes. There's no doubt. He had some dudes that was there. And they just didn't run a defense that showcased what he can do. So we talked right. about those dudes before the season started. We thought it was going to be different, but, I mean – Nope. Yeah. Got to yeah. be a bully, baby. We had some great players out there, but that's about as far as that defense is going to go. So, let's talk about the future. Brent Venables comes in, defensive coordinator from Clemson. He's an Oklahoma guy. Obviously a tough, hard-nosed type of coach. Rufus is a disciple. 
What? Tell us what the the biggest differences that we'll see right off the bat coming into the spring out of BV's defense. I think discipline is what you're going to see. You're going to see an A gap, a B gap guy. You're going to see guys that's supposed to be somewhere, and whenever they come off the field, it ain't going to be a I don't know. His ass is going to know what person, what, and what gap, and who's asked to chew out. Right. And once the linebackers get to that point, they can self-police. That's what Teddy and all those guys were so great at doing. They would self-police. Hey, man, I'm a – but what makes the linebackers really good in the defense is whenever you see a Tommy Harris get cut off, they fit in that gap, boom, and make the play really easily. But he has to develop those guys. Sometimes it allows Tommy to go ahead and freelance a little bit and, and maybe get in the gap and make a play on the other side. But also, whenever he gets trapped, you got a guy there to, to, you know, to back him up. But those things, whenever you have a hole that busts through, you know who you know who it was. You know what happened. You know what. I remember we played against Washington, and they were not blocking the nose tackle, like on a power play. And I came to the sideline and I said, Coach, they are not blocking the nose tackle. And it was Carl Pennington was the nose tackle, and they're running a power. The center would leave him scot free to the backfield. And he would miss the tackle on the, run, on the um, running back. He said, no way, they ain't doing that shit. No, no. Like, coach, I'm telling you, they are not blocking the nose tackle. And, I mean, he gets on the, on the thing and talks to Jackie Ship, and he, Jackie Ship's, yeah, yeah, I know. He missed the fucking tackle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Coach V's, three freaking times. I mean, like, dude, it it's comes to where you know the defense that good that right. you know hey, they're not blocking that guy. That center came up on me right now. So and then you know who to correct. And it's, right. it's kind of more of an accountability. You can be a superstar in your own right because if you can split double teams, you are the man right there. And you can do that here. You can do that on Sundays. Absolutely. So if you're a three technique and you always get in the backfield and they have to account for you, if you can do that here, you can do that on Sundays. So just being accountable to yourself and having those same superstars moving in and out in those same places, you'll be fine. And that's what Coach Venables is going to recruit, and that's how he's going to teach it. And I think this next year you'll have a little bit of growing pains with some of those things, but they have a lot of talent that's yeah. still here. There's a bunch of talent that's a still ton. down there. There's right. a bunch of dudes down there. And there's some new guys coming in, but the ones that are there are pretty damn good. They're pretty good. Now, they're going to get some weight put on him. That's, that winter workout. That's what I'm yeah. excited about. Yeah, I'm excited to see the guys that we have actually progress. Right, yeah. move forward. I agree. I agree. I think that's one of the things that we also failed to mention. Big, is, fast, and strong. That's what Coach V said. Whenever yeah, he, man. Aggressive, big, fast, and strong. And look, so. you gotta have, you gotta got butts, man. Big, fat asses. They gotta be yeah. down there in the middle of that thing. <laughs> I mean, there's just the reality to it. There's a reason we had asses and thighs. I mean, hell, Rufus, we had what ten out of the top fifteen offensive lines in the country. In our era, I bet we had eight of them. Mm-hmm. Easy, eight of them. And Tech was the biggest line in the country that year. Like every one of those dudes was three hundred forty pounds, three hundred thirty nah, pounds. Was Tech big? That big? Tech it was, was tech? huge. But no, it was Colorado had, had the big ones though. Colorado was Colorado huge. Had like Colorado, the six foot eight guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colorado, but they had Chris Brown and Purify. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and they ran like, the ball downhill, and they was tight end coming downhill. Dudes. Absolutely, got to have some, got to have some size down there. And I think you know Winfrey in particular. Yeah, he reminded me so much of Tommy watching him play, because because as far as speed goes, that boy has yeah. got he can absolutely move. There's no yeah. question about it. But you could just tell if he had 15 more pounds, he's you th- know what he could have done with it. You know what I mean? And he just never. You can't gain weight. He's a 310 pound guy. Easy, yeah. easy 310. Right, 315 probably taps taps him out, and that's a hell of a three technique. Right, that's a big ass physical three technique. He never I was able he- to physically reach his talent level. At Oklahoma, I think strength conditioning program, and that damn defense running too much, like too much movement. Yeah, I think he goes three ten and goes to nose. Yeah, oh yeah. In the league. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll be, be nasty that'd down be there. That'd be scary, man. That'd be yeah. a lot of quickness. A yeah. lot of quickness. You can't, you can't beat. It. I think three ten and he's a nose in the league. The only thing about him that I think hurts him a little bit is his height. He's very tall. You know, like I used to love those tall cats down in the middle. Be, be tall. Like get the six one guys, six two. Yeah, they were gonna, always a problem. But he's, he's going to have to gain a lot of weight on his lower half. Yes, yeah. he's going to have to sink that butt down. But man, he. But he can still be. He can be a DT if he wants to. He can. He yeah. has talent to be either one. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that he's not that you didn't get to see it here at OU. I, I mean, when I saw his highlight tape and stuff, I saw man, that's a kid with a lot of promise. And man, Tim's going to have a lot of fun here with him. And it just. I just don't think you – like you said, when you smother a guy's talent, that that's draining 
to watch. Yeah, I can't, dude, I can't yes. see how. I, like I said, Tib has is a hell of a recruiter because he was in on the top defensive lineman in the country to get him to come to Oklahoma. Right. How in the hell he did that? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, right. Who knows? But the kid can recruit. He can recruit him. Sad he's not here, but I understand why he's not. Because again, he had a lot of time to develop his defensive line, and then you bring in a guy like Coates, who's a who's a, been in the game for a long time. Put number one. Put first round draft pick defensive lineman into the league so I understand the whole bringing that guy in as well so Tib did some good things but I, I like where the defense is at and where it's heading I uh, I'm pretty excited about what's next for Oklahoma uh, there's no question and, and to, we, we have to bring this up as we move into the spring and we'll get past all this stuff I'm, I'm gonna bring it this is the last time I'm gonna talk about Caleb Williams on this podcast Right. Okay. There is a whole lot of folks out there, one, who are – I mean, it's the last time I'm going to talk about them this spring, I would assume, on this podcast. I'm probably going to talk about it in the fall a little bit. Until spring football. Still spring. Until spring football. But uh, there's a whole lot of people out there that are, you know, judging him for making a move and saying – you know, and I think the dad kind of put him in this situation when he was like, it's a football decision. And it's the not, reality of it is not a football decision. It's a money decision, right? That dude, it's, what's being reported is $2.5 million from, from Beats by Dre. He's also got some ownership in some sort of grooming uh, company. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, understand. I saw that little yeah. blurb on there. Yeah, is- like, it, the money just keeps coming in for this kid. I just have a hard time believing that all those folks out there who say, oh, we would, we would never, we are staying loyal to the school that recruited us. We would have never left, like, $2.5 million? I get yeah. that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I understand all of it. I would have left for the 2.5. Yeah, right. Still, yeah. Still what I'm saying. But at the root of it, what's the return on investment? You just yeah. made it. You're making a kid a millionaire. What's the return on investment? Does he give, like, what are you going to do with this grooming? He's in L.A., one. Who's going to care that Caleb Williams is into this grooming thing whenever you have the Rams about to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Right. Did when you, you have the, the Golden, you got the Golden State Warriors over here. Right. And then you have, I mean, you have baseball, all this boom, boom, boom. I mean. Who cares if he's in? He's into some grooming stuff. I'm happy that they're making young kids millionaires without doing anything. Right. I'm for them. I, I'm, I am jealous. I am. I am actually. I am really. I'm jealous because, and I'm. Exactly. I, I'm saluting them as well because that is, that is an awesome thing to do to come out of high school and become a millionaire. But you can't give me the return on investment to this. It's right. something that we all wanted and dreamed of coming out. Right. Now it's here. To be and 18 yeah. and be a millionaire right now like, is. Man, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. But I think there's a change that's going to come because now all of a sudden you can buy athletes. Yeah. And now it's just the quarterback that just made $2.5 million. What offensive know, made? Some guys are going to shut it down after they get that money. Right. It's going to change them too. And you, but it's also going to fuel a lot of the other guys who's not getting that money. Right. And those are going to be fun. And to as watch. a coach, how you going to yell at a kid? Man, I'm making two point five. Yeah. Oh, you can't. You can't yeah. sit me. You got to play me. Man, I'm making two point five. I mean, th- that's the thing though is they they can sit you. Okay, they can. Yeah. Sit you. you know what I mean, like that's no problem in the, in college me. game. Sit me, and I'm <laughs> leaving. Yeah. I'm yeah. put my name right back in the portal. I'm out. I mean, somebody like, else is, is that two point five? What brought you here? Right? Are you going to be able to get that two five yeah. over here? I think I got two five. I'm going to get one five over there. But as long that, as I make it to the league, I'm good. I think right. that. Well, look, eventually that's going to prevent you from doing that. Like I don't football, know if Schwab Dogs has two point five. Right. The the game is going to correct itself eventually. I think contracts are going to correct themselves. Also, these companies won't just leave themselves out to yeah. to dry. They're going to start locking kids into we places. We don't have and donors here in Oklahoma that are really doing it. Right. Like you don't. That's but you just <laughs> like you just giving away money. Yeah. The way A and M is yeah. doing, they're giving away money. They're just trying yeah. to buy a national championship. But once you start doing that with kids, trust me, something else coming. Somebody else is. I mean, the ownership part of it coming. Where the guy, where this millionaire guy come and gives money, he said, I need him to do this. Yeah. Right. I want him to do this. I gave this money to this, and I need this. It's like the because car dealership makes money. It makes sense. I right. mean, they're just letting them lease a car for a little while. They put their name yeah, on Shout it. out That's Jackson easy. the Kingfisher. Rich people. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, the, but, the one thing that doesn't change in America is how rich people operate. Right. And rich people operate and say, you are obligated to give me what I want because I gave you this. You right. don't have this without me. Value for the money. Right. Jimbo Fisher, the soul is sold to whoever all these millionaires in A&M is. And they ain't going to win again. They're not going to win a national championship. They can have 30, 30 of the number one kids in the state. 
development's still the key. Yeah. Right. He had the, he still had the pick of the litter whenever he, they first went to to the SEC. They bought he had the, the best coaching staff he could. He had the pick of the litter in Texas that yeah. first year. And Schmitty. People stopped going to <laughs> hey, so people stopped leaving Houston, going to LSU and started coming to Texas A and M. Yep. They just still couldn't win. I mean, coaching still is going to take precedence. I mean, y'all, they just think you're going to buy talent and talent's going to win it. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. I think that coaching, and especially on this level, uh, you're getting a bunch of kids in there that have five stars, and the reason they have them is because they're just freak athletes. Well, somebody's got to teach them how to play football. And if you can't teach them how to play it and they don't understand it, then they're never going to be what you hoped they were going to be. Like Save that dude has. Saban's still kicking ass. He's still kicking yeah. ass. He's yep. kicking ass with two stars, three stars, four stars, five. And, like, he get the worst star out of Alabama, and that kid develops himself into a freak. And right. then he becomes some yeah. superstar. Like, like imagine what – imagine what – like, how do you prevent Miles Garrett from being the best defensive end in college football? Because that's how I look at it. Like, he was a first-round pick still. <laughs> yeah. But how does he not – like, a historic – like, you know what nobody I mean? like, really heard of no one Miles knew until the end of his senior year. Like, like what? How? How what is that happened? even a possibility? I yeah. remember the first time I saw him, I was like, why? What, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. What happened there? Right. Like, no, my first thing when I saw him, like, what is that? Who made that? Right. That is a like, freak. that's Julius Peppers on steroids. Right. Yeah. That's like, a I've level level of Julius Peppers. He, like, he could go, that dude could play defensive end and then switch sides and play left tackle. Julius Peppers is a freak yeah. athlete. Yeah. And this dude was just as much as a freak or even bigger freak than Julius, Julius Peppers. He looked like, like a buff Julius Peppers. That dude. Then he was on the court dunking on people. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, how are you not just – he's not just wrecking shop. And that was in the before the SEC even got fancy offensively. Like, he should have just been de- – and he wasn't. You know, he wasn't. That gets in the league. He's there a couple of years, and now we're seeing what he can turn into. But – there, there is something to be said about being developed, and that's the one thing that Oklahoma will have is development. Right. There's no doubt about it. Like, Javion Clowney, too, was kind of one of those ones that you yeah. saw play, and he would show flashes, and then he would disappear for a game. He killed yeah. that guy from Michigan, and then we didn't yeah. hear from him then for he a couple said, years. I'm, I'm go, I don't blame him for that, for what he did after that, though. I'm going to go ahead and get the money. Yeah. I'm going to sit down yeah. this rest of this year. Oh, I got to oh, tweak my hamstring. I'm going to sit down. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. that ride that hype all the way to the first round. But, yeah, yeah man, I just I just, I want to see how this three years, four years from now, see how this whole NIL stuff changes. For me, I'm like, I'm all for burning it down. Yeah. I like I like seeing yeah. shit burn. So I mean, y'all, yeah. y'all, you're an angry man. Yeah. I get it. You're I want to see man. I want to see it all burn down. I want to see this NIA. I want to see kids get into the thing and hold. I want to do people a lot of kids, superstar kids, to do what Caleb Williams did: hold out and miss out on school. Don't yeah. don't decide to go to down like the wire. Just throw a wrench. Just in throw the a spoke. wrench in the whole thing. I want the kid that's at Alabama. I want the kid at Ohio State to get hurt, and the kid at Alabama put himself in there, and, and they have they get in a bidding war. Yeah, for the quarterback. Nine point seven for a starting quarterback. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. Now, what are you going to do? Gets free yeah. shakes. I think how, that. How is the? I want to see what the IRS going to do when they come down. Well, dang, wait a minute. Now he's getting nine point eight million and two point five million over there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to figure something out. How long I want it to burn take? down. Wanted to burn down. Like, are they handing him a check for 2.5, and then they're going to take more than half because that's like a bonus. Is it, though, or is it, it an is, endorsement? Or is this like a 1099? Yeah, deal? I think it's assume it's a 1099 deal. Yeah. We're talking so about a lot of people that's a going whole to bunch of taxes. Yeah, that's a whole bunch okay. of taxes he's going to lose in that deal. Yeah. Someone tweeted out, did you see Joe Castiglione's tweet the other day with that house that was for sale out in California? Yeah. It was the size of a mailbox, $1.9 million. Or one point two million or something like that. I want it to burn down. I want it to burn down, bro. I want the whole college system to burn down because of the way they allowed outside influence to influence them to do this stupid shit. Well, yeah. Right. They, see, the problem though is they should have twenty years ago figured out a way to compensate the student athlete. Yes. If they would have taken the time and do it correctly, they wouldn't be in the situation that, that they're the in. Correct. But Pumped then the, the government gets the involved. School. Like when the Supreme Court saw this deal, they looked around the room and said, "Are y'all kidding? Are you kidding?" These the kids su- aren't being compensated for this. In the Supreme Court, you're going to – they – you let the su- government get into, into anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, they can't even take – they can't even take care of welfare. I mean, they can't even do that properly. So, now they're going to tell everybody you got to go give these well, kids Well, all the government said is, well, you have to pay them. And then the NCAA said, we're going to wipe our hands of this. We don't want to be involved. And now we have what we have, this uncontrolled oh, monster. I would have told 20 them. 20 years ago, they should have done something, put it in place. Once it became a billion-dollar business – 
I know edu- I just, I, again like I told every I've told people the way I would do it. I am going to pay each scholarship kid. You're on scholarship, you get a fifteen or ten to fifteen thousand dollars. How we break it down each conference, break it down, you have this pool of money. Every scholarship kids get ten, fifteen thousand dollars every year they're they're playing. Every mm. year they're on scholarship, you get ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Whenever you get onto the field, you get twenty to twenty five thousand dollars. If you win an award or anything like that, that's extra money. Right. And you get that money at the end of the year. Every year you get that money at the end of the year. So you, you play and you have it's pretty much contract like like a contract. Yeah. But the years that you're there, you get your the, for your awards and all that stuff. And then whenever you leave my school, see you get your money and you're gone. But you can't just keep giving. You can't say I'm gonna give a quarterback 2.5 million and you get a booster or donor or somebody to give yeah. outside money that just makes you no sense. You got 22 other kids in that class that are gonna be pissed. The NFL doesn't allow you to do signings through the year. They do. They have all that is off season, and you got to cater that all to the off season. Move that to the side. Not a money you can make money off your image and likeness on the side, but you can't allow. You got to keep it and put it at a certain amount. You control all of it because if they're doing it the way they're doing it right now, it's one person gets all. How you get the other money to funnel to the other kids? How do you funnel? How you? There's right. not that many millionaires just walking around. Billionaires it walking was around. Fair before. Now it's going to look really unfair to. I mean, to the I, even the big themselves. dogs are saying something. Saban, Smart, right? Everybody's it's saying out something. Out of control. I think that I mean, the the term is fair market value, right? And the, the reality of it is when. What's fair market value for eighteen year Right now, I can go. I can pull up my YouTube and find, I don't know, two hundred eighteen year olds that are multimillionaires just because of things they put online. Like when Jimbo Fisher is making ten million dollars and ain't in to be a football coach. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. That 17, 18-year-old can get online and do the same thing. They ain't stopping those kids from doing it now. Oh, you can make money I online. I agree, and, 100%. And like get your website right. What, what you're stuff. talking about is these people, pay, like, name, image, and likeness. Name, image, and likeness. That, to me, makes sense. And the problem with it is that people don't want to understand this is, if you're the quarterback, you're going to have a bigger name, image, and likeness, and you're going to make right. more money on this deal. Like capitalism is what it is, and when this is a capitalist country, and we're going to work that way, right? So name, image, and likeness works. It's when A and M or Texas, and they're somehow bending the rule where they can actually just the kid is making two appearances and making fifty thousand dollars of those appearances. Like that's not right. You can't do that. You have to fix that stuff. But Caleb Williams, you, you talk about coming in, they're getting paid for nothing. Well, they're not getting paid for nothing. I mean, these kids are getting paid for everything they've done from the time they're in eighth grade to the time that they got to the I place. So they, they weren't at OU in eighth grade. They weren't at OU in so eighth grade. I don't but you don't owe him anything. The school pimping, doesn't owe him anything. They are pimping fandom is what they're doing. Is it? Are yes, they pimping fandom? fandom? How? Because where do you think a lot of this money is generated from? From the loyal fan that's right here, from well, the loyal I'm fan sure. that'll be at USC. And so even if the, even if USC, even if Alabama sucks, Alabama's fan base is still loyal to Alabama, and they'll still make that money. Auburn's fan base will never change. LSU's fan base will never change. When LSU was bad, the stadium was still packed. Tiger right. Stadium was still packed when OU was bad in the nineties. They still, still have packed. people I still agree. packed. Wisconsin they're, will be the same way. Ohio Stadium the same way. Yes. They're pimping fandom. Right. That's, so cool. So I, let's just say I get that. Let's I say Oklahoma doesn't want to get in the game. Let's say Clemson doesn't want to get in the game. Bama's not going to do it. Ohio State's not going to do it. You know what's going to happen? What? That second tier of teams, the people that do pay these kids, Baylor's are going to start winning national championships. Yeah, that's exactly Bayern. right. Sure. I feel like it. it's just the reality of the situation. You want to go play football at Oklahoma for free, then go play football for Oklahoma for free. It's not, I'm going to take my $2.5 million and go somewhere else and play. I don't say it's not about the whole – these kids making money. I, I feel that you can compensate them in a way that you can compensate kids in a way that they should be compensated because fair kids, market value. Fair market value, and I think ten to fifteen. If you're just on scholarship, ten to fifteen thousand, which you sacrifice, is not it, fair market value. That is fair market value. Is it? How is so it not? Jimbo's contract is ten million. So, so the coach is making ten. Okay, if I don't, and coach then their star players right, making so. fifteen thousand. So what's fair like I market said, the, value? The fifteen thousand that I said, if he's a star player on your team, he makes twenty some thousand. His NIL, where he signed autographs, that's where he has it. His college scholarship is what's paid for yeah. as well. He has a bundle of a lot of shit. He has food. He has clothing. He has shoes. He has all this stuff that he needs. Right. Why do I? Ha- why? Why all of a sudden that we come to the point where an eighteen year old 
can say, now, my fair market value is this. The, the 18-year-old's not setting that not, price. College football setting they that should price. Not set, TV it, deals are setting no. that price. Well, if, okay, then Walmart can't function without all the people that's in there, so you have to pay me $80,000 for me to come to show up at Walmart every day. You have to pay us all as a group because Walmart does not function without the people. How is that even a, because, a relevant? Because, again, if they're in college, you're saying college football does not function without the kids, and the way that college football is, this market value is this, right? The market, right. The market value for a college athlete is this because college football says it's that, right? Yes. And so you're saying, I'm going to pay them what the market value says. So I'm what s- is the market value of every employee at a Walmart? Of and every Walmart, employee? Yeah, an employee at a Walmart. At Mar- Walmart is a trillion-dollar, billion-dollar in- industry. Right. And they, and all those people that work in the stores, if they're not in Walmart and they all walk out, right? guess what everybody does that's on the street? I mean, I, they walk in and they take everything out of Walmart and they go home with it. So for me to guard your store and tell you you can come in and out and do and check out the way you're supposed to, you owe me more money because that my market value is to protect your shit. Fake news, because you can find a Walmart employee anywhere. Every single one of us in this restaurant right now. Layers, we can have Every different single layers, one of us in the restaurant right now can walk out of Walmart. No, we all can't. That's a different Every single one of us can. It's a different situation. There's only one Caleb Williams. And he's not that great. How is he? He's not. He Look, again, he's not more accurate than Sam Bradford. He's not more accurate than Jason White. He's not even. He wasn't even more athletic faster than Jason White when Jason White before the knee injuries. He's not faster than the kid at Oregon. He's not, he's not more accurate. I can keep going down the line. He's not more accurate than Baker Mayfield. He's not better than Kyler Murray in two light years. He's not nowhere close to what that guy was. Listen, you want to continue to go? Spencer Rattler was a better thrower than he was. Spencer Rattler just couldn't run, the, couldn't run and move the way he did. So who would what you is he, compare him to? Like, like, I, think I mean, he's I just think like, he's a De'Aaron King. He's a poor man's De'Aaron. He's a better De'Aaron King. He can run the ball a little bit more. He can throw the ball okay. What did he do that was so accurate and crazy in games? He like a Cam Newton type of guy. I, what? Man, I'm getting off this thing. This man just said Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam yeah, Newton is 6'5", 4'3", 40. You, what? He's a big dude, but he's got football speed, man. He's 6'1". I mean, Caleb Williams 6'1", at best. But he's... His build, though, dude. Come on, I man. agree. I, I I'll say There's this. Some mm. that are built that can like take I feel it like you're getting. I mean, that, I I sat in the in the Cotton Bowl this He's, year, okay. in Dallas, and watched that boy do something magnificent. Yeah, he, it's if just, you put a if you put a team in front of him, like you're talking about Kyler Murray, you're talking about him, yes. I mean, you're talking about Vince Young, yes. you're talking about those quarterbacks, Sam yes. Bradford. Look at the offensive lines that they is all he play better with. Better than those guys. If you give is him, he, if you not, give, if you gave that boy, he's not fast an offensive look. line this year. Sam. Oklahoma's playing in a semifinal game. And that's Sam. guy sitting at the Heisman Trophy. No, somewhere. nope. I don't see it. Because you I can't even evaluate same, him. Because you know, he was one for his life this season. No, because the same, the same person again. Everybody evaluated um, Spencer Rattler off of the same, the same offensive line and all right. that stuff. And if that boy had an offensive line, he would have been sitting he at the Heisman Trophy Center. He would have been sitting Trophy at Center. the Heisman Trophy He'd Center as well. So his talent of what Caleb Williams is is based basically off the offense. His arm talent is not where everybody said it is because I think Spencer Rattler's arm talent is it's better, better than his. I agree 100%. 100%. And so, again, yeah. we sitting here talking about somebody who's going to potentially be a number one draft pick one day in the NFL, and he does not have the arm talent of a kid that's just left and went to – South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. And you think he's going to go into the league and throw the balls that he threw? Because there's a few balls in the Texas game that should have been intercepted. That was just I, I, I don't know. I don't throws. know why Spencer Rattler chose to go to South Carolina, but I'll stand by. I think that kid's one of the, has probably the best, best arm, arm talent in, in college football. I said, I said the same. It's thing. incredible. 100%. So and so for me to say that Caleb Williams does not have the arm talent of Spencer Rattler, it's true. I mean, it is true. But he's also ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not saying I'm looking. People don't get me wrong. I don't think Caleb Williams is a bad quarterback. I don't. Th- I think he's just a a good college quarterback. I think he's nothing better than the uh, kid that played at Ohio State, the Braxton. What is it, Baxter? Braxton. Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. I don't think he's anything greater than what he was when he threw the ball at Ohio State. Interesting. That's how I see his talent, and he didn't. He didn't perform well in the NFL. And I think he was faster than Caleb Williams. Have you seen that guy? You remember that guy run when he broke on that spin move and took it to the, to the house? Dude was crazy fast. This kid is not that fast. He's that kid's pretty damn fast. No, he's not. Did you watch him run away from the Texas defense? Oh, he ran away from pretty much all of no. them were right there yeah. at the line. 
Yeah, I think I that kid's going to be one of the t- best players in this ra- era. I watched him got run down in the Oregon game, too, as well, when he broke into the open field. Yeah. I just think the Texas game, those guys quit on a lot of things. The guy, the guy that blitzed on one of the plays where he took off, took off, the guy went there and tapped him on the ass and let him run through the hole. Uh, Brent was here right yeah, now. He was all about it. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. shut it down. They shut it down on a lot of stuff, man. I mean, I get it. The kid is is very is talented. I don't see what everybody else sees. That's just me. I think Spencer Rattler, when he was here, was a better arm talent, can make more of the throws than Caleb Williams could. I see what everybody sees, but the kid at at, at Alabama's pretty damn good. Yeah. The kid at Ohio State's pretty damn good. The kid at Oregon's pretty damn good. I am not going to – if I had the quarterback at Oregon, I'm not taking my Oregon quarterback and taking Caleb Williams if, and trading him off. I would not. Would you trade off the Oregon quarterback? Yeah. Did you see him run? Yes. Did you see him throw the ball? Yes, I would. They both – what? Yes, I would. You got to yeah. go back and watch that game. You have to go back and watch it. that game. You got to go back and watch the whole entire year 100%. of football. How 100%. do you – there's, there's no way. Yeah. You, never, you, you can't say that. Caleb if Williams did. is the future. At of the him. beginning no. of the year, he looked great. No. At the end of the year, I didn't think he looked that Who's that, Oregon guy? Yeah. Yeah, and Caleb Williams had the same. Like when they played Ohio State, he looked good. Okay, I'm taking him a step further. Okay, we can go back and pull up these games of Caleb Williams playing, and there's a game, and there's a few games, maybe three or four games in there where he looked like absolute doo-doo. Oh, yeah. There was a lot you're of times people were yeah. thinking, is right. Rattler going to come you're back You're talking in. about and Baylor. Yeah. You're talking about who was after Baylor. Iowa well, so State you're talking didn't about, look great. Yeah. Iowa State didn't oh, so look let's, great. Let's, wait, hold on, State hold on. So, like, as you mentioned those three schools, let's also be honest and mention who they were. Iowa State had a top-five defense. Oklahoma That's State had a top-five defense. And Baylor's, I think, was sixth or seventh when they played each other. <sighs> Come on, man. I mean, you're talking about the best defenses in college football and an offensive line in Oklahoma that's probably – it's probably the worst one that in my eight years of covering, man. right, it's the worst offensive line I've seen covering Oklahoma by far. I've seen, but I've also seen games where he, yeah. had po- where he had a pocket to sit in yeah. and he didn't even hit the, the right guy or it was behind. Because he's also 18 years old. Again, I understand that. There's other there's – the how old's the guy in Alabama? How old is the truth? Tru- Rice is coming back from he's a year, red shirt. Right? Hey, no, he's a red shirt freshman. So, a sophomore yeah. freshman. He's a, re- yeah. he's a red shirt freshman this year. Right. He's a red shirt sophomore this year. How yeah. old is the guy in um, Ohio State? Freshman, red shirt freshman? freshman? Yeah. I think red he's a freshman. Shirt. Yeah. Because he sent the other guy packing yeah, in Texas. Yeah, him and yours were he's both a true freshmen. Right. Mm-hmm. So what about the guy at Oregon? He's a what? Oh, I have no. Probably the same, 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 same age. Same yeah. situation, right? Yeah, and we're all talking we about. We got the t- all t- these eighteen-year-old kids that's sitting there playing this game, and I, just, and I would argue that all four of the guys that you just mentioned all had significantly and, and better support. Did the Oregon guy you, not transfer in? Or was that the last? That's the last two or three. Last two or three. <laughs> Where do you put him at? Where do you put him ranked with those guys? So you're going to put him at the top of those guys? I mean, no, I'm going to put him right there. I mean, I think Bryce Young's the best quarterback in the game right now. I don't okay. think really any. I think arm strength, athletic ability to hold you, nine yards. Do you put him against ahead of the Ohio State guy? Probably just a little bit. I think that kid is talented. I think his arm is good. But I don't think he has the mobility. Good. I, I'm going to have yeah. like two of the best receivers in the game. Oh, you're yeah. talking about our five-star wide receivers that he couldn't get the ball to? Are you right. saying that our five-star wide receivers couldn't like, get it? You're you so about, caught up on so that, you, just that individual. Did you watch no. Oklahoma offense this year? They were terrible. Did you, I mean, again, we're sitting there talking In regards about, to what that we traditionally we, see them do? We sit there talking about the god of quarterbacks because i mean i remember kyler the murray god of quarterbacks i'm sitting there talking on, about bro. we look at kyler murray play the game come on bro. hold on we look at kyler murray play the game when everything broke down that man made something happen every time oh yeah if someone said to me right yeah. now you, if you have one pick I to draft a quarterback in the next over the last 50 years my first pick would be <laughs> tom brady my second pick would be kyler murray i'm just we Baker talk, in college was yeah. man, yeah. he you're would scramble about, forever, you but he would always about, hit somebody. Yeah, he always hit somebody. You're talking about the OG of quarterbacks right now, and he he's one guy that can't go out there and give you a win, get you a win. The o, the Oklahoma State game, he could have gone and got you a win, but he's over there on the bench doing. I hope this camera is working. Yeah, please, camera. Up. Yeah, pick it up. That's what he <laughs> says. working. We'll he's see. on the sideline doing that. So we talking about the OG of college football, and this kid can't go out and get you a W. In Stillwater. Which, which game? It's a team which, sport. Which game? No. What, how are we going to say it's a team sport now? you going to say somebody gives you 2.5 million, man, you better go ahead and get me a win. If I need yeah. a win at the end of a game, you better break get me a win. better for them fatties up front. Yeah. If the game was on the line, I'm gonna go get Cam Newton. Who you telling me gonna get Cam Newton gonna get me a gonna get me a win? 
in college. Now, Cam Newton in the league, different guy. Cam Newton in the um, college, in college yeah. he's going to get you a win. Yeah. Vince Young in college going to get you a win. win. Right. Yeah. It's 2.5 million. He, Vince Young going to give you a 2.5 worth of what you need. Now, he got yeah. us some wins. Kansas. <laughs> Yikes. I hear you. We'll see. We'll just I'm, play. I'm we'll see. see. We'll see. Know. I, don't, I want to know how this 2.5 million plays out because this is crazy to me. I still say that's not that's – not, it's, it's less a, it's crazy a, to me yeah, than thinking. giving that Ewers kid like a million two times and he still hasn't played a damn snap. Right. That's absolutely insane. We can argue At least they got to see day. something with that kid. He had some moments. I'm the just saying everybody – We'll see if it's there, but – Everybody need to come in here and say, man, my market value is a lot higher because college <laughs> – my market value is high in this restaurant. Nobody eats unless, the sh- unless I make 100000 how much you make a month? All right, this is 200000 here. Well, I deserve half of that. I don't cook all the food. My market value is $100,000. I don't, I don't understand how that is even Cause, relevant. Because I, I don't like this whole market value. It's I mean, it's, mar- just, if TV, it's TV money. It's TV money dictates all of this. No. And it's a billion-dollar industry. It is a billion-dollar Like, there's dollars. a reason that Nike and Under Armour and all these massive companies are branded up with these college athletic and, programs. And like, I, don't, I don't. But and I don't think and the Jimmys all, and Joes that play the sports are the ones that are doing the job. I don't think it all goes to one person. The market value of Caleb Williams is not $2.5 million. That's They're saying that opinion. Baker Mayfield's Heisman Trophy was worth probably $180, $200 million in just free advertisement to Oklahoma. Right? They're saying that Baylor's whole football stadium, Robert Griffin's Heisman built for him. Right. Like, that's hundreds of millions of dollars. We're talking about an award, which I say, you compensate that person for an award. Cool. So, the, if the market value is $200 million for a Heisman. No, I'm not paying a kid $200 million for a Heisman. <laughs> Again, it's still, like you said, you can't say it's a team sport on one side and say it's not a team sport on the other side because then we're going to take this $200 million and divide it out through the whole entire team who got the turnovers, who got the special team, the special teams field position, the offensive line, the receivers that called the ball, the running backs that ran the ball. We got to split this $200 million throughout the, the whole Heisman entire team. Usually goes to the best player on the best team. You can't, you We're can't. not going to see Jay Cutler win a Heisman at Vanderbilt or wherever the fuck he went. No, but Baker won one and Kyler won one. They were clearly not the best team in college football. But the, best the play, unit. But the best, unit. best units. But I would agree to that. You take $200 million and now if you're giving it to throughout the whole entire team, I'm game with that. To give it to one individual, No. That's not yeah, how that I works. wouldn't do that either. No. I'm just saying, like, that's what the, the kind of money that we're talking about that and exposure that those individuals bring to the university. Right. And I still say at the end of the day, you can exploit people who are workers, but heaven forbid that you tell these kids that's coming in here that you have to work for this amount of money and get your college paid for and get room and board. Right. Heaven forbid, hey, you have to go ahead and. So tell me what. So tell me what. I'm, what if what I, exactly is Jimbo Fisher doing for his $10 million a year? He's the head coach of Texas A&M. And what they, is were it, dumb what is enough, they were dumb enough to pay him. They were That's dumb enough to pay him. Jimbo is the so head I, of marketing I, at Texas A&M. Yeah, right. He, I, I would, I would agree to, to you that college coaches' salaries have gotten out of control. And it probably starts there for me. When it, hit, like the when whole it started thing hitting $10 million for anybody not right. saving it right. It's too much. It it they're doing too much. There, like when you got a coach leave Oklahoma and a coach leave Notre Dame to go take <laughs> contracts in other places, the money's gotten out of control. Right. Yeah. It, it's just to, too much. They were dumb enough to pay him. So, like, that's just what that's the draw of the game of football in general. Like, the, 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 the amount of eyeballs that are going to watch the Super Bowl this weekend, boys, college I football would, is a spectacle. It is. It is boy, a spectacle. If I was all the colleges, I would boycott college football and say, I ain't paying these kids nothing and tell them, go ahead and go straight to the league. You're, you know what's going to happen, Rufus? Boycott Con, fine. You know what? Bo- tell college football to boycott it. You know what who just do? brought this brand new league? This new league, like like the XFL, oh, come on. Fox purchased this league. Come on, This isn't man. some group of investors. This isn't some small business owners. This isn't what those leagues have been in the past. This hey. is a major hey. media group hey. that has purchased this league. If you tell them, you think I'm t- – look, they have the money to tell these kids. It's not one yeah, man not, looking at the bottom line at the end of the year. I'll give yeah. you that. I mean, you don't have Oklahoma. You don't have – OSU, you don't have Texas, you don't have all these people. I don't give a damn if Fox bought it. You can start the league up. Where in the hell you gonna get the fans to go there? Where you get it from? They just drop well, out. I mean, just cool. boom. So here's, gonna, what, here's what we'll do. Drop out the sky. Let's go ahead and say the top five percent of all co- of high school athletes decides 
that due to college football saying they're not going to provide NIL, they're not going to pay anything, that top 5% heads to the USFL and plays. Mm -hmm. Guess where the fans are going to go once they realize, oh, our starting quarterback could have went to Rice now. But instead, he's playing in Oklahoma because the top five players, 5%, are going somewhere else to play. You don't think that those people are going to follow the talent? Follow what? Do you, matter, do you know the difference? They're going to go follow the USL? They're going to go follow the best football in the country. No, they're not. The NFL is the best football in the country. Right. So and the gonna second go tier would be. You don't go compete. So if you're telling NFL? me that next year's NFL stars are going to play in the USFL. Your next no. year of NFL stars will be in the U.S. This is a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. You don't think the fans will go watch the next year of NFL stars over watch what it. stay loyal to their court to, yes. to Oklahoma football now yes. with the quarterback of Rice I out think there? That yes. that league is oh, the best success it's going to find is going to be in the off season of the NFL because they're going to be competing against way too damn. Oh yeah, much. great. Yes. Because so I'm that, a loyal OU person. Right. I'm going to watch OU. I'm going right. to have season. And the same OU, OU people are loyal to. The Cowboys are loyal to Kansas City right. Chiefs. Yeah. You, Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, come on, man. It's, no, they've been, so tr- they've been trying me, to develop. You, so you think that the, the college football, you think that these universities boycott could it. ignore. I would boycott it and come up with a different system, and you're going you're gonna to take what I pay. I'm not saying don't pay. I'm saying I will boycott the whole situation. And so we're not going to pay you what's fair. It's we're going to pay you something. How is it not about what's paying what's fair? It's not what the country's built off of. What's fair? Like, how do you consider what's fair? You cannot cons- – how do you say this is fair? Do we, do we eliminate all of scholarships? Do we skip, eliminate all of room and board and say, hey, we're going to pay you what's so fair? So, cool. Let's not eliminate that and say it all comes to a total of $70,000. Okay. Do you think Caleb – like, do you think Vince Young was worth more than seventy grand to Texas? Everybody, every good they person. brought him a natty. It brought him a natty, but Vince Young was that. As well as his offensive line with Blaylock and all those guys was worth the same thing. Oh, I feel like you're talking in circles. I'm not talking in circles. As good as Vince Young was, his left tackle, what Blaylock was his now because it was Blaylock. He was on there. Yeah, yeah. Big, big like, big but like, didn't they have like started all those boys? Yeah, in that group so too? I'm saying, yeah. They're all like, there's dudes. There's like, there's right. So and guess what? Those dudes are people. worth something too. They're just not with what the quarterback is. I mean, wow. it's a generational talent, For the same though. reason that wow. Whitworth, the left tackle for the Rams, is not worth as much as Matt Stafford. I get Like, I don't know how that – we have I, a model yeah. in place already that shows you the value of these players. You're a big-time pass edge rusher, you're going to make more money. Right? You're Vince a big-time left tackle, you're going to make more money. Wait a minute. Vince Young was worth that in one year. 70000 yeah. No, well, he was – no, no, no. <laughs> he got shut out in the Cotton Bowl. Thank you. Y'all are some damn <laughs> That's going to do it for that us on this one episode. Year. He is worth That's one it. year. I'm not going to sit here and argue anymore about this. Sam Mays, Rupert Alexander, Wes Sims. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you again later this week.